And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also the new GRN um, GRN Director of Mission Development, believe it or not. Uh, that was official as of June 1st, but I am still the acting general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you. Thank you so much to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I am grateful that you've decided to spend this hour joining us and getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Now, on this program, I do try to bring you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people ministries and events going on in the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. And on today's program, we'll be speaking with Dr. Billy Stewart, Cesara Camacho, and Miss Kat Martinez. They are lay associates of the Congregation of the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, we're going to be talking to them about the upcoming Archdiocesan celebration of the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, also known as the Feast of Corpus Christi. We're going to talk about the procession, the mass that will be taking place, uh, the route and directions and all that good stuff. So before we get to that conversation, let's go ahead and get today's program started the way that we should do all things, and that is in prayer. And remember, as I often mention, as we pray, ask that the Lord would make his will known to you and pray for the grace to accomplish his will and loving obedience. So join me now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Heart of Jesus, a flame for love with us, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, wellspring of all virtue, have mercy on us. Heart of Jesus, worthy of all praise, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. That's right. As we uh, now are in the month of June, we celebrate as a church family, as a people of faith, uh, the you know month dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus. Uh, don't let what... You know, what other uh, folks out there in the secular world might be telling you, uh, we do not celebrate vice. We do not celebrate sin. We celebrate virtue and we celebrate Jesus. And in this month, we celebrate his most sacred heart that burns for love for us. Uh, so this is going to be, you know, a great month. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit more uh, in just a, a minute. But I do want to get caught up on a couple things. Uh, so last week, uh, GRN family had the opportunity to gather in retreat there in Midland, um, you know, for I think it was Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It was just a wonderful time for us to get together. Y'all may not know this, but there's about 25 of us within the GRN family, and we are spread all across the country. Uh, there from DC to Florida, you know, from Alabama, here in Texas. Um, and so we're, we're quite a bit uh, all, all over the place. And this is our one opportunity a year that we get to get together and meet in person. Uh, Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy was our retreat master. And, you know, he, he did such an awesome job um, in the talks that he gave. Uh, one thing that really stood out to, to us and really, uh, I think it, 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 
it goes toward everybody, uh, you know, living in today's culture. And that's, we have to, uh, we have to pray, um, for, that grace to continue to persevere uh, in the climate that we're in. Uh, and many times over, you're going to find that, you know, it's going to, it's going to seem challenging uh, to live out our faith in a, in a faithful manner. I mean, you've heard across, you know, the headlines, the news, you know, there's sports teams that are, you know, uh, I guess promoting, um, you know, derogatory, you know, uh, things that are derogatory toward our faith. Uh, there's all sorts of things that, you know, that go against us uh, when it comes to matters of, uh, you know, faith and morals and life and all that good stuff. And again, we have to pray for the grace uh, to, you know, for, for the gift, the Holy Spirit, that uh, he endows us with the gift of, of perseverance. And uh, again, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be challenging, but, you know, we know that uh, with God's grace, we can accomplish all things. Amen. I also want to give a, 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 a birthday greeting to uh, His Excellency Bishop Mike Bullett, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. Uh, you know, Your Excellency, be assured of our prayers uh, and everyone out there. If you haven't offered up a, a prayer for uh, blessings upon our our, our bishop, um, you know, please do so. You know, pray that the Lord would continue to bless him with the year full of good health, with love, and with joy. Uh, and pray for all uh, those uh, you know who lead uh, the, the faithful that the Lord would protect them, uh, give them guidance and uh, and fortitude and courage. Uh, especially again uh, in this climate that we find ourselves in um you know here in our culture so a couple of things that are going to be taking place uh, in the coming days, in the coming weeks. Uh, I want to first talk about, um, of course, the, the opportunity still to fill the general manager position here for the GRN in South and Central Texas. As I mentioned in the opening, I am now serving as uh, the director for mission development for the GRN, which means that, you know, we're, we still uh, are continuing our search for, uh, you know, a general manager for the South and Central Texas listening area. Um, we have gone through, uh, you know, we've, we've met with uh, quite a few people. Uh, we've got interviews scheduled, but again, uh, if you are interested in this position, please email your cover letter as to why you'd want to work for the GRN uh, to me. Uh, and that's Sean at grnonline.com. That's my first name, S-H-A-U-N at grnonline.com. Email your cover letter as to why you'd want to work for the GRN, why you think you'd be a good fit, and email your resume. And we'd love the opportunity to, to meet you and talk to you about it. Uh, so again, uh, uh, that is, uh, for the general manager position here for the GRN in South and Central Texas. Uh, we've also got Summer Sherathon right around the corner. Um, the theme for the Sherathon is in his presence. Uh, again, we are still focusing on, um, you know, the Eucharistic Revival three year campaign. Uh, here we are in year two of, uh, you know, the three year campaign and, uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, again, this is the, you know, the, the four day period, you know, Tuesday through Friday. So it's going to kick off next Tuesday, the 13th, uh, I believe it is, and run through June 16th, a Friday. And this is our opportunity. We will be making our appeal uh, for your financial support to help keep this station and all the stations, uh, you know, all the local stations uh, that you're listening to right now uh, on the air. Uh, without you, uh, we can't, you know, continue our mission of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. Uh, so with your donation, uh, with your support, with your prayers, uh, you participate completely uh, in, in that in that soul saving mission of, uh, you know, Catholic radio in our South and Central 
Texas listening area. Uh, so again, that is next Tuesday, the 13th from Friday, the 16th. Now I am, uh, I am hosting the, uh, Friday call center. So Fridays of Sherathon, the San Antonio office does host the call center, uh, every Friday. Uh, I've got just about all the slots filled up. I am looking for one more to, uh, you know, put in there for the, uh, morning shift. The shifts are two shifts. We've got a 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. shift, and we also have a 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. shift. I'm looking for about uh, one person to cover, you know, to fill that morning shift, and I'm looking for about four more individuals uh, to cover the p.m. shift. And we're also looking for, you know, generous, um, you know, donors who may want to uh, sponsor uh, the breakfast meal, the the lunch meal, or the dinner meal. Uh, all that is, uh, you know, appreciated. We are grateful for uh, any which way that you can support. And if it's, you know, only prayers that you can, um, you know, offer, hey, then 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 we're good with that too. So it, it all goes a, a long way. Um, so. Coming up this weekend, uh, we will be discussing more uh, with my guest today, the Feast of Corpus Christi Mass and Eucharistic Procession. That's going to take place on Sunday, June 11th. Uh, Mass will be held at San Fernando Cathedral at 5 p.m., and the Eucharistic Procession will shortly follow right around the 6 p.m. hour uh, on that. So we're going to talk more about that. Uh, We also have the Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Uvalde, uh, their men's conference. um, And the theme for this men's conference is Catholic Manhood. Uh, Dr. Ray Garendi from, you know, EWTN's, um, you know, program, The Doctor is In, which you can hear uh, Tuesday through Friday right here. Um, at noon, uh, he's going to be one of the keynote speakers, uh, as well as Jason Jones of the Vulnerable People Project. Deacon David uh, Evan is also going to be speaking, and you're going to hear a performance, you know, from the Eagle Pass Men's Choir. So, men, if you're out there, you'd like to, you know, break away from, um, you know, from the, the the daily grind, and you want to, you know, be inspired, and you want to hear a, a great, you know, set of speakers, uh, you know inspiring speakers to set you fire on uh, the, the faith, your vocation uh, in, in the faith, then I encourage you to, to register for, for this men's conference. This is again gonna take place next Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, at the Sacred Heart Catholic Church Parish Hall. To register, you'll wanna contact Deacon Ken Dirksen at 830-279-9447. Again, that's Deacon Ken Dirksen, 830-279-9447. Cost uh, is $60 and will include breakfast and lunch. So uh, you won't want to miss out. Um, We've also got the St. John Bosco Summer Day Camp. Uh, if you would like to register, uh, you, you know, your, your daughter, your um, son, um, you know, for a faith-filled summer camp experience at St. John Bosco School, then get, you know, get them registered. There's two sessions. The first session will take place from June 19th through the 23rd. And the second session will be June 26th uh, through the 30th. Uh, and you can find out more information on that uh, by going to SaletianSistersWest.org and uh, click on uh, Camps and Oratory. Um, if you'd like, you know, to be, you know, to email them some information, you can email SJBSaletianCamp 
at gmail.com. And for any of this uh, information that we talk about, um, if you didn't, maybe if you caught the tail end of it or something, or you want more info um, and who to reach out to, you can always give us a call. Uh, I'd be more than happy to connect you with the folks uh, that are in charge of, uh, you know, some of these events, uh, you know, going on. Uh, we are streaming the conversation on Facebook. So if you haven't quite yet joined the Facebook group page for the GRN in South and Central Texas, I encourage you to do that. I think we do a good job in keeping everybody informed as to what's going on uh, within our archdiocese and again the you know the diocese of austin so you can go to facebook and join the grn south and central tx facebook group page uh, to do that um, now i do want to you know take just a couple of minutes you know as i pray that prayer in the opening um, you know that prayer is uh, you know the a prayer for you know to the sacred heart of jesus and as i mentioned you know here in the month of june we kick off the the month dedicated to the sacred heart of jesus um, now what is the solemnity of the most sacred heart of jesus uh, you might be wondering you hear about it often maybe you just don't know the you know the the details uh, but what this feast honors is the Lord's most sacred heart. Uh, so in 1675, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, uh, a French religious sister of the Visitation Order. He appointed the Feast of the Sacred Heart to be celebrated on the Friday after Corpus Christi. Okay, Margaret Mary was inspired by Christ to establish the holy hour and to pray lying prostrate or with her face to the ground from 11 till midnight on the eve of the first Friday of each month to share in the mortal sadness he endured when abandoned by his apostles in his agony and to receive holy communion on the first Friday of every month. Although St. Margaret Mary Alacoque is known as the one who promulgated devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus, there were other saints that preceded her in their devotion too, just like uh, St. Gertrude, who lived in the 13th century, all right? And then St. John Eudes, uh, like St. Margaret Mary, was a saint from the 17th century. Uh, so it's, you know, pretty awesome, I think, when we, when we, really dive into the history of some of these devotions uh, of our faith and see that, I mean, this, they precede us, you know, here we are in the 21st century, but these devotions, I mean, they go back centuries upon centuries. Uh, so again, if you want to learn more about the Sacred Heart devotion, uh, you know, just do a little Google research, you know, um, you could probably go to EWTN.com. They've got a great article uh, and information on uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus uh, and some of the, you know, saints I, I just mentioned. Um, and so in 1856, the Feast of the Sacred Heart uh, became a universal uh, feast. Now, a couple of quotes I want to give you from St. John Paul II, who was a great devotee of the Sacred Heart. Uh, he said uh, on, on occasion, um, in the Sacred Heart, every treasure of wisdom and knowledge is hidden. In that divine heart beats God's infinite love for everyone, for each one of us individually. He also said, uh, you know, this feast reminds us of the mystery of the love of God for the people of all times. Um, and just think about that, right? You know, if, if you can kind of picture in your head right now, uh, you know, the image of the sacred heart, you know, there's uh, Jesus, you know, with, you know, him pointing to uh, his chest and his heart, you know, set ablaze on fire out of pure love for us. Uh, it's, it's, you know, encircled by a, a crown of thorns. Uh, there's a pierced, you know, the, the, the side is pierced from the lance. Um, and again, you've got uh, just 
it's on fire out of love for us, you know, our Lord who, you know, suffered so much for us, but, you know, he, he wants us, he wants to extend that love uh, to all mankind. And how often do we in our, in our human nature, uh, as often as we fall, as often as we sin against him, uh, think about, you know, uh, you know, the things that go on now, uh, all the sins against, you know, his sacred heart, against the immaculate heart of Mary, uh, and how much he still yearns for us to love him as much as he loves us. So again, I'd encourage you, and I'd encourage you uh, to maybe start this devotion, you know, with your family. Um, you know, there were 12 promises made to St. Margaret Mary Alacoca, you know, by Jesus. Uh, I won't go through all of them, but I do want to cover, you know, just a couple of them. You know, he said to her, I will give them, speaking to us, you know, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state and life for anyone who, you know, offers devotion to, uh, who, who practices this devotion uh, to the sacred heart. Um, now, you know, with that, you know, he also said, I will pour abundant blessings on all their undertakings. You know, um, sinners shall find in my heart the source and infinite ocean of mercy uh, and on and on. And, and what I really like uh, is, is this one here. You know, so um, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. Wow, you know, some, uh, you know, beautiful, beautiful promises made to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. Um, again, I'd encourage you to maybe look at into the devotion, uh, maybe start this devotion. Uh, and then lastly, I want to talk about, you know, um, the, he also said, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. So the enthronement of the sacred heart is a beautiful tradition in the church. Uh, and what it means to enthrone uh, is to, you know, put a picture up of the sacred heart in our homes in a very prominent place as a reminder to let the merciful heart of Jesus reign in our homes and in our lives. Wow. So again, uh, I thought that was super interesting uh, to, to share with you today. Uh, so, you know, again, look up the information on the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, and, you know, let's let's get some of those blessings. Uh, so without further delay, I want to go ahead and welcome to the program my guest for this hour. As I mentioned, we're going to be discussing the mass. We're going to talk about the procession uh, of the, you know, celebration of the Feast of Corpus Christi. Uh, also, you know, the official name is the a solemnity of the most sacred body and blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, so without delay, let me go ahead and welcome Mr. Dr. Uh, you know, Billy Stewart, Miss Kat um, Hernandez, right? Martinez. Martinez, I'm sorry, Miss Kat Martinez and Mr. Cesar Camacho. How are all of you doing today? Doing fantastic. Too well. blessed to be stressed. <laughs> Amen to that. Thanks for having you know, us. I, I want to, you know, let, let's get through some introductions first. All right. We've got a couple of minutes uh, before we go to break. So let's just, you know, let, let's start with some introductions. Uh, you know, Dr. Billy, if you would introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us, uh, you know, maybe where you go to church. Tell us about your own devotion to, uh, you know, the, the Eucharist. Let's start there. Well, uh, parishioner of St. Luke's Parish, we attended St. Matthew's on some Sundays because close to home. But I'm going to back up a little bit and go to Devotion of the Sacred Heart. It's been in my family since my great-grandparents that I know of. And I I have uh, an image of it hanging in my office. I heard a wonderful testimony. You mentioned the one, uh, Final Repentance. Yeah. And it was a grandmother, and she was in tears that her daughter had passed in a horrific car accident uh, in Monterey, Mexico, 
thrown from the car. The young lady had a devotion to the Sacred Heart since she was 12. An individual walked up to her while she lay on the highway, uh, her final breath, and it was a priest. What are the odds of that? And she received her final blessing, her final sacraments, the 12th promise of the Sacred Heart. Wow. Incredible. And the Eucharist is at the center of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That's right. That's his love flowing out for us. Amen to that. But it's... Oh, devotion to the Eucharist <laughs> and our family for, for many, many years. So. I told you the break yeah. was coming up quick, you. and uh, you know it did not disappoint. Uh, that music means we are going to go to our first break. But again, get ready for an awesome conversation to discuss uh, you know, the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ. Don't change the station. We will be right back. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. Okay, I have a confession to make. I really do not like schedules. <laughs> Tracking what my family is supposed to do every minute, every hour, knowing where we're supposed to be. I don't even like the word schedule. But if you feel the same way about family schedules, you are not alone. And yet, there does need to be order to our family life. Our God is a God of order. And let's face it, family life can involve a lot of chaos, right? We parents need to assist God in bringing some order out of this chaos. But if you don't like the word schedule, maybe it's because it sounds too industrial for the living reality of messy family life. What I do like is the word routine. That's what we aim to have in our family. A routine for when to wake up, when we eat, when we study, when we clean, and when we pray. A routine consists of what needs to be done daily, even if the timing or order changes because of life happening. Talk with your spouse about setting up a routine as part of the family board meeting. And visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The 2023 Summer share is just around the corner. The theme for this share is In His Presence. Starting Tuesday, June 13th through Friday, June 16th, we'll be on the air making our appeal for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you for your generosity and may the Lord abundantly bless you. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard, which could be heard every Monday at noon. Again, before we went to the break, uh, we were talking to uh, you know Mr. Uh, you know Billy Stewart uh, about his own devotion uh, to the you know the Sacred Heart of Jesus, his own experience with it. Uh, and I'd like now for him to you know share about you know his own um, personal devotion to the Eucharist and your experience with you know the the lay uh, associates of the uh, you know congregation. Yes, we we started as messengers of His real presence. We were uh, twelve men. Had a deep devotion to the Eucharist, and the Eucharist is inexhaustible when you start reading about it and learning about it. Uh, found Father Mario downtown at St. Joseph, who is a priest within the Congregation of Blessed Sacrament. Found out they have the same vision and mission that we had developed in mm-hmm. our program. 
And so we quickly joined. And uh, this group has grown from uh, the initial, I think it was 21 men, to now about 400 in San Antonio. Oh, my goodness. Where there's about 200-plus lay associates within the entire country. So we're growing tremendously fast here. Wow. Very and, Eucharistic. You know, I want to get Miss Kat, uh, you know, uh, in next. You know, if Miss Kat, if, if you could tell us about, you know, yourself, you know, tell us about, you know, your role uh, within the, the, the lay associates uh, and, and just, you know, kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. Uh, Catherine Martinez, I uh, go to St. Matthew's with my husband, about to celebrate seven years. How about that? And uh, we have three boys at home, three and a half, two and a half, and one and a half. (laughs) And uh, I joined the associates, so Jaime was part of that group that Billy was talking about, that those initial men that were brought together from different parishes for their love of the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. And from there, the wives got curious. (laughs) And so we were invited to join them. And about a year later, I went through 12 months of classes of formation and joined this beautiful group to continue to grow in in my faith in the Holy Eucharist. You know, you mentioned formation. uh, Kind of, you know, know, could you elaborate on on what that was like? Absolutely. Um, So currently, we're still doing our formation programs on Zoom since the pandemic. Sure. But when I joined back in 2018, uh, we were invited to come once a month for, you know, 12 sessions. It was a one year. We would gather first in fellowship around dinner, and then we would receive a teaching for that day. Mm -hmm. Everything from our founder, St. Peter Julian Amard, the most excellent apostle of the Holy Eucharist, uh, the beginnings of our congregation, and just learn different things that help us grow in our faith, there's a session on the Holy Scriptures, mm-hmm. one on Liturgy of the Hours, and like Billy said, I'm you know it's the great mystery, the great summit of our faith, the Holy Eucharist. There's no end to that learning. It was a very beautiful year of learning. Amen. You know, you mentioned the summit, and I, I, uh, I can't help but. You know, uh, you know, mention of course, you know what the you know catechism of the Catholic Church, you know, says about um, you know the, the Eucharist, and uh, in paragraph thirteen twenty four of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, it says the Eucharist is the source mm-hmm. and summit of the Christian life. The other sacraments, and indeed all ecclesiastical ministries and works of the apostolate, are bound up with the Eucharist and are oriented toward it. For in the blessed Eucharist is contained the whole spiritual good of the church, mm. namely Christ himself, our past. Uh, again, that was paragraph 1324 Amen. of the Catechism. Uh, and like it says, I mean, I, I love how you know it, it mentions that all things are oriented toward it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's nothing else above it. I mean, you know, when we speak about the Eucharist, we speak about Jesus Christ himself. This is his promise to the church when he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will be with you always until the end of the age, right? Now, I, I want to bring, uh, you know, Mr. Caesar Camacho on. Uh, you know, Caesar, you've been on before. You've been part of the uh, messengers for, for some time. You've been part of the uh, lay associate uh, of the congregation uh, of the Blessed Sacrament for a long time, too. Uh, tell us, you know, what is what was it initially? that motivated you to be part of uh, such a, a group and such a faithful group uh, you know, like this? Well, first and foremost, congratulations for being the director of mission development. I'm excited. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and the offices here are tremendous. I haven't been here since, what, two years now, 
But the ambiance, the atmosphere here is just beautiful. This is like heaven, and <laughs> I'm glad I brought my resume, so I'm going to leave it on your desk and apply for that general manager position. But you know what motivated us is just the mission and service that the Associates of the Blessed Sacrament provide. Uh, I want you to know that Dr. Billy Stewart and Catherine and myself, were on the board, and uh, we also have Frank Guerra and, and Joe Silva, the five of us uh, are really dedicated to be able to proclaim the gospel and to give witness to it with our lives. So it's just a beautiful ministry. We invite all people that come to communion with God and celebrate the Eucharist. It's just a, a great uh, ministry. And uh, I'm excited that I'm able to share this with the world and be able to invite you know people that are listening to be part of this. So this is something that we do on a monthly basis. We have a class mm -hmm. every month at the beginning of the month, and there's 12 classes all together. And then we have a, a commitment ceremony where you kind of graduate and become an associate, yeah. but it's an opportunity for our listeners to be part of that. So if you want more information, we're gonna give Dr. Billy Stewart's phone number. Um, I wanna make sure he's got it on silent, why not? <laughs> yeah, keep it silent throughout the show, but okay. yeah, I want people to Promise. call you also. Again, I think it's great work uh, that, that y'all do, especially uh, when it when it deals with you know uh, drawing devotion to uh, the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, uh, as I mentioned, and as we all uh, or we should all be aware of, you know this ongoing um, you know three-year Eucharistic revival, right? Uh, so I think any of these apostolates and ministries uh, that help aid uh, in our you know uh, our love and belief in the real presence i think uh it is just something that you know the the lord is is going to bless and i think it's very important that what y'all are doing uh you know mr billy if i can ask you so tell me about the details now uh for this year's feast of corpus christi procession uh i know uh i think it was last year it was uh it took place there on the grounds of uh mission san jose if i'm not mistaken yes that is correct right Caesar, uh, do you want to give details on that? Yes, yeah, see, I've got it memorized, yeah. so let me, <laughs> let, let, me, let me do that if you don't mind. Right. You know, it's a solemn feast day uh, celebrated by all Catholics, and so it's an opportunity to process out into the streets of San Antonio and to give witness to the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. So this year's Archdiocese-wide Feast of Corpus Christi will take place on Sunday, June the 11th, and this is going to start at San Fernando Cathedral, and there'll be a five o'clock mass. If you happen to want to go downtown and attend mass, you're more than welcome to, but most of the majority of the people are gonna be attending mass at their own parish. Mm -hmm. So this will begin right after the 5 p.m. mass, and I'm sure the archbishop will have a short homily like he always does, <laughs> right? So all the people will gather out on the streets and we invite everyone to be part of this. We think it's gonna be a glorious event, just like the past years. So we're excited that this year it'll be on Sunday evening, give an opportunity for everybody to attend. After a great, wonderful weekend, come out, out in the streets, head towards downtown San Antonio, and come and adore our Lord Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing about it is we lay a path of flower petals at the feet of Jesus. Awesome. So we, we're gonna have, we've already counted them, there's 250,000 petals. Wow. <laughs> so can you believe them? All different colors and be able to place them at the feet of Jesus. It, it's just a great event. I mean, I get goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it. And we're gonna have choirs. You know, we wanna thank all the choirs that are gonna be participating. We got the youth from St. Paul's. We've got St. Matthews. We've got the most 
popular parish, Prince of Peace. That's, gonna be the, that's where I'm from. You're not biased anyway, right? <laughs> no, not at all. But, you know, to be able to hear this music and excitement and march of people, can you imagine what the tourists are going to think? Yeah. They're going to go on their knees, I guarantee you, because we've Amen. witnessed this. It's just a great event. Right. You know, it, it is such a... I mean, it's a public witness, you know, uh, to our belief in the real presence of, of Christ. So when, you know, when the monstrance is lifted up and processed, you know, through downtown and you do see even just people going about their business and they see this happening. I know because I've been there, you know, I've done this before. I mean, you just you drop to your knees, you know, you offer, you know, you, you bow. Uh, oh, man, it's it, you know, I'm just picturing this in, in, in my head. Um, and I want to talk about next, you know, about the route itself. Right. So we know, of course, you know, there's going to be mass there at uh, San Fernando. So uh, I, I suppose, you know, it's going to start at San Fernando. But the reason I want to talk about this uh, is because, again, last year, having been to the, um, you know, the, the procession celebration uh, there on just the grounds of, uh, you know, Mission San Jose. I mean, it was beautiful nonetheless. Uh, but again, it, it was enclosed. It was just there on the on, on the property of the mission. But I'm I'm really excited to see what you know this this year's event is going to be like. So uh, you know, can we talk about you know the, the route? Sure. Uh, going back to previous years, we had this same route, and everybody loved it because you know this feast day is the day set aside to come outside the walls of the church. Yeah. Like you say, carry Jesus through the streets in the hands of Archbishop Gustavo and Bishop Janik. Uh, it'll process down North Flores Street. People will be lined up with their pedals ready and choirs singing and then head down Houston Street. Uh, there are altar stops along the way. Archbishop will stop and pray and uh, proclaim the gospels in the streets of San Antonio. When we get to St. Mary's Church, their parish will let out from their mass that is occurring at that time. Uh, okay. Isn't that gorgeous? Yeah. Uh, flower petals will be showered from above. That location is just an extremely powerful location. The river walks down below. Mm -hmm. There are hotels all around, so tourists are walking out. The Aztec Theater's there. We've seen people in line for a concert, and they all drop to their knees. It is just a beautiful and profound witness to the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. There's nothing like it. I, I do want to say that if you happen to hear these trumpets blasting, oh, yes. <laughs> you definitely know that the presence of our King Jesus is coming. Amen. So that's going to take place. Yes. Amen. You know, if I can, I want to ask, uh, you know, ask Miss uh, Miss Catherine, um, you know, I know there was, you know, shared with you all the, you know, Bible verse that Archbishop Gustavo uh, was going to read from. Uh, can you share and talk about that a little bit with us? Right. Absolutely. So as you said, we're in this three-year cycle of this Eucharistic revival. We're in year two. And the beautiful Bible verse that we've been given as the people of God, I'm just going to read straight from yeah. the Bible I brought. Sure. Um, it's after Jesus has fed the multitude, right, with mm -hmm. fish and loaves. I understand that as a also a pregnant mama, forgot to mention. <laughs> you know, where there's food, I'm there. <laughs> Congratulations. <Yeah. laughs> But this speaks to me because Jesus points us to something higher. He says to those people who have gathered again, hoping to be fed again, he says to them, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. 
I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, uh, and, and anybody uh, who who would be familiar with that would understand that mm-hmm. as the bread of life discourse uh, where Jesus, you know, full-heartedly tells us, you know, uh, and not in some kind of symbolic, you know, meaning, but, you know, he, he meant what he said when he said, yes, you know, uh, the, the flesh or the, the bread that I will give is my flesh yes. for the life of the world. Uh, and we know that, to, you know, that he meant what he said and we take Jesus, our Lord, at his word. Uh, and in the Eucharist, we adore Christ uh, in his, you know, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Let me ask you, uh, you know, Miss Catherine, um, in, in your time with the, you know, the, the lay associates at the congregation, what are some highlights and experiences maybe that have stuck with you? Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I was drawn to this group, first of all, just from seeing these men, these holy men, there's always something so attractive of someone who's living their faith. Yeah. Um, drawn from that. But then more than that, I mean, the Eucharist is a personal encounter, right? It's not just this beautiful thing we have in our Catholic faith. It's Jesus himself. It's a personal encounter. Um, So for me, there's multiple moments I can remember in my life that as a Catholic, even though I was raised Catholic, that personal encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist shifted my life's journey. You know, I remember back as a high schooler at Holy Trinity, I joined the Life Teen Group, and that was my first experience of adoration, right? I remember the adults were hyping it up. We have a guest of honor. He's coming to be with us. Uh-huh, Who is yes. this? Who is this? And they dim the lights, and in comes the priest processing with the Eucharist and the monstrance. And for me, I remember a prayer that I made. I was a high school senior. We were on our knees together as teenagers in that room. I was preparing my college applications. And my prayer with Jesus that night was, Lord, when I start at Trinity University, please help me not to get lost. I have found this gift in my Catholic faith, and I know how easy it is to, you know, you move out of your home, you move away from your parish family, you're out on your own feet for the first time. My prayer was that I would not be lost from him. And I remember the day I moved in, it was a group of uh Christians who came up and they saw a little cross that I had in one of my tuppers and said, are you Christian? Would you like to join us? And so right from the start, I uh, joined a beautiful group. And uh, yeah, just remembering my years of college were infused, not just with study and self-discovery, but with growing in my love for Jesus and the Holy Eucharist. And that journey's continued with my beautiful associate brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hope we restart it. We have a beautiful, um, around Christmas time, we would do a holy hour at St. Joseph's all together, sing carols, adore Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. But the beautiful thing about the associates is while we do gather um, those formation meetings I had mentioned, things like our big Corpus Christi procession, we're encouraged to make our lives Eucharistic, right? It's not just about showing up to an event or to a holy hour, but our whole life becomes Eucharistic. So as a stay-at-home mom, I can get on board with that. You know, I'm up in the morning at seven with my kids and I can make my life Eucharistic by offering myself to my children as I'm cooking breakfast, as I'm I'm right now in the middle of potty training. (laughs) You know, those moments of patience, those moments of just love and dedication with my children. 
I can make them Eucharistic in my home. Amen. Again, folks, if you're just now tuning in, uh, this is In His Vineyard, your live and local program uh, for the GRN in South and Central Texas. You can tune in every Monday at noon. We're also streaming the conversation on Facebook. Join our Facebook group page. Go to uh, do a little search for GRN um, South and Central TX um, there on Facebook. But we're having this awesome conversation regarding the upcoming Feast of Corpus Christi. Um, you know, the celebration, the Mass uh, that is going to be taking place this Sunday, uh, June 11th. This is going to be, you know, a, a wonderful... Uh, did I get the date right? Yeah, yes, <laughs> look June at 11th. Yeah, Sunday, mm-hmm. June 11th. Uh, so this is going to be great. Um, I, again, you know, if you haven't, if you don't quite have that love for the Eucharist uh, as you'd like, you know, pray for that grace, uh, you know, ask God to put it on your heart, uh, you know, that you would have that love for him, uh, his true presence in the Eucharist. That music means we're going to go to another break. Don't change the station. We will be right back. I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly, co-host of The Spirit World. On Saturday, we'll be discussing the degrees of demonic activity. Feel free to call in with your comment or question Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. Right here on Guadalupe Radio Network. Listen to The Spirit World with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Uvalde is inviting all men to their men's conference on Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the Sacred Heart Parish Hall. Tickets are $60 and this includes lunch. Featured speakers include EWTN's Dr. Ray Grindy, Jason Jones of the Vulnerable People Project, Deacon David Evans, and the Eagle Pass Men's Choir. To sign up or for more information, contact Deacon Ken Dirksen at 830-279-9447. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Do you love all that you're learning about the Catholic Church here on the GRN, and are you ready to dive into the deep? If so, join us each Friday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. Central for Back to the Father on the GRN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages as we discuss key teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia and their application to our everyday journey through this life and our goal of returning Back to the Father. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Central, email backtothefather at grnonline.com for more information. Hi everybody, Sean here. Beginning Tuesday, June 13th through Friday, June 16th, we'll be making our appeal for your financial support during our Summer share Pledge Drive. I want to humbly ask that you'd please prayerfully consider making a financial gift at that time to the Guadalupe Radio Network to ensure we continue keeping our airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Your generosity is more than appreciated, and we thank you for your support. May God continue to abundantly bless you. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program in his vineyard. I'm Sean Rice, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Uh, really enjoying this conversation I'm having here uh, with Mr. Billy, with Miss Cat, with Caesar, uh, talking about the Feast of Corpus Christi, uh, you know, celebration that will be taking place this coming Sunday, June 11th, Mass at San Fernando Cathedral at 5 p.m. and the Eucharistic procession to follow after that around 6 p.m. You know, Miss Catherine, I want to ask you. 
what can you tell us about the the short-term and long-term vision for the Feast of Corpus Christi? Right, so short-term. You know, we're six days away from this beautiful procession. Short-term vision is on that day, we want to see the streets lined with people, with parishioners from every church, our family, our friends, Catholic or not, you are welcome to come out and be a part of this glorious event. Um, Besides, you know, numbers, really what it is is experiencing ourselves as the body of Christ, that unity. We know that many parishes will have their own, but come out and be a part of the body of Christ. We'll have Archbishop Gustavo there. We'll have priests, seminarians, religious, deacons, stay-at-home mamas like me. Everybody (laughs) is going to be there. And one other thing I would add is just our encounter. Like I had spoken of that, Jesus is coming into the streets to be with us, right? I mean, that we read the Bible and our experience in prayer life, Jesus comes to our encounter. Come meet him. He wants to be with you. He wants to spend that time with you. Um, And we just want, like you had uh, said, Sean, before the break, if you don't have yet that understanding, that great zeal and love for the Eucharist, that's what this experience is, is for us to encounter our Lord in the Holy Eucharist who comes out into the streets to be with us. Amen. Um, You know, when when people discuss, um, you know, their conversations with non-believers, you know, um, and, and they'll say, well, Although you may not believe, doesn't change the fact that you know he he still exists, right? right? So although one may not have that that zeal, like you're saying, that that belief may be fully, um, maybe they just don't quite understand, but they want to believe. Uh, I think, like you're saying, you know, this event here is one that may serve as that that ignition point, right? You know, Absolutely. to really set someone's heart and soul on fire, uh, you know, for the Lord in, in the Eucharist. Again, as we progress through the Eucharistic revival, I mean, this is amazing that, you know, um, you know, first and foremost that, you know, Archbishop Gustavo, you know, uh, you know, is such a big promoter of uh, the, the Eucharist that uh, he will be the, the main celebrant at Mass and he will be leading his flock, uh, mm-hmm. you know, through the streets of, uh, you know, the city of St. Anthony uh, in this beautiful, uh, you know, procession. So again, uh, our, our prayers, you know, with, with our uh, you know our archbishop um, as well, and all our bishops. Um, and again, we pray that you know they would continue to uh, to lead us. You know, you know, with with our Lord. Uh, you know, there at the helm too, right? Absolutely. Now, Caesar, I want to come back to you. Uh, I want to ask you. You know, because we we've got just uh, about you know probably ten minutes or so left. I can't believe how fast this conversation has gone. But please tell us more again. Some of the details regarding uh, the procession. Where can people find out more about um, you know the information? Information, especially if maybe they're not attending mass. Can you talk to us about that? Sure, I can talk for 10 minutes. That's not a problem. <laughs> well, if you're not attending mass at San Fernando, we're asking you to kind of find a spot along the route. And this is uh, Flores, Houston, St. Mary's, Commerce Street. So it's just a, a, a square. And for instance, Prince of Peace will be at the corner of Houston and Soledad. That's where our parish is. So we'll probably have about 10,000 people there. (laughs) I'm praying for that. So if you're not attending Mass, I would recommend that you be there about 5.30. I think Mm -hmm. that would be a great time. Bring flowers. We had a lot of children in the past years that they brought rose rose petals from their personal gardens, which is really beautiful to do that. So we'll have some song sheets to pass out the day of the event. Mm -hmm. So as Jesus arrives, we want to sing to him. We want to praise him. 
And if you need any help, there'll be plenty of volunteers that'll be wearing these red T-shirts with a gold monstrance on the front. So if you have any questions, any concerns, or if you can help us, we need help to get the word out. If you are uh, in the administration of your parish or in any ministry, talk to your ministries. You've got an entire week to get this out mm-hmm. and help us promote this. You can go to the Archdiocese website. It's on the homepage. All the information you need there, there's flyers, there's posters, there's pulpit announcements that you can that you can download and be able to use. Put it on your social media. Help us get this word out. It's very important because we want to invite everybody. Everyone's invited. We want the entire city of San Antonio to be downtown. If we can go to the Battle Flowers Parade and the Flambeau, right, why can't we go yes. out and see Jesus? You yes. know, That's so right. please come out. You know, one of the most common comments that we receive, you know, every year, people say, "If I would have known that this event was so beautiful and glorious, I would have told everyone." Mm-hmm. So, don't hesitate. There'll be a lot of shade with the buildings downtown. Yeah. It's going to be really nice and comfortable. So I'm excited. My entire family's going. We're ready to go. And thank you for the opportunity to be able to come on Guadalupe Radio Network and be able to give out this message. Now, certainly, I think it's a uh, it's an important message to, to get out there. Uh, and I'm glad you talked about the shade because I remember last year it was hot, right? I mean, um, you know, I think they had you know waters out there. Are there going to be water stations or anything like that, or should people come prepared and bring their own uh, you know waters, Gatorade, and things of that nature? Well, naturally, if you want to bring your own, you're more than welcome to. But we are prepared. We've got an army of volunteers, and we've got in every block we'll have water for everyone. So. Don't worry. The walk is not very, very long. It yeah, really is a short walk. Yeah. I yeah. wish we could go around it, you know, 10 <laughs> times or so if we could. Yeah. But it is a short walk, and it's it's going to be very pleasant. The breeze that goes through the downtown right. streets, it's really nice. And not to mention the simple fact that, I mean, you're, we're, we're inviting people to walk and accompany our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and, and again, I mean, you can go, you know, you can go, uh, you know, 15, you know, 15 minutes um, walking from here, there, and everywhere. I mean, you go throughout your day at work, you know, just walking and walking and walking. But we're talking about accompanying our Lord in this Eucharistic procession uh, to proclaim and to give witness to our belief in his true presence uh, in the, you know, in, in the, you know, pres- in, in the in, in the Eucharist. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm tripping over my tongues here because yeah. I'm getting excited about, you know, this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I want to turn my, my, my next question uh, to, to Mr. Billy. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've got probably just a, a few minutes left, but I really want you to, uh, you know, kind of talk about how, you know, a an event like this, you know, really serves as a means of evangelization and share with us maybe some quotes from some of the saints, if you could. Okay. So it is the easiest way that I know of to evangelize is pointing others to the Eucharist, the source and center of our faith. And just to give one little testimony, uh, two years ago downtown or three years ago, there was a gentleman that walked up. What is this about? Asked one of our volunteers. Said, well, Jesus is coming. Well, who's Jesus? Well, he's in the Eucharist. He's present. We had a little handout. Uh, we turned around before we knew it this, as the Eucharist passed this gentleman was down on his knees sobbing wow. at his realization of the real presence of Christ so it is one of the easiest ways to witness to the presence of our God in the most holy Eucharist and as Catholics it's a sad comment but the studies show that somewhere about 75% of Catholics don't fully understand this yeah. so if you're on that fence and you you struggle with that, come to this procession. 
Jesus will reveal himself to you. You'll see his glory. Uh, it's a, the day is a glimpse of the entire body of Christ, from Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, to our clergy, to the religious and laity, all giving witness to the source of our joy, Jesus present with us till the end of time. I have a beautiful quote from uh, the founder of our congregation, St. Peter Julian Amart. He says, this feast day of God, which the church calls feast of the most sacred body of Christ, is the only day dedicated exclusively to honor, to the honor of his adorable presence, of his living presence in our midst. On the feast of Corpus Christi, we participate in the mystery itself, which takes place under our eyes. This mystery is for us. There is a relation between Jesus living in the blessed sacrament and ourselves living in the midst of the world, a relation of body to body. Through this body of our Lord, we touch him. Through it, he is our food, our brother, and our guest. Let this feast, therefore, be one of joy, and let us expect from it the most abundant blessings. We are called only to perpetuate the feast of Corpus Christi. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, uh, I just love how when when we look at the entire communion of saints, right? I mean, yes. obviously, we, I mean, there are source of wisdom. There are older brothers and sisters uh, in, in the faith, and uh, each one of them had a you know a, a strong devotion, of course, to Jesus in the Eucharist. Uh, even our foundress, uh, well, EWTN's foundress. You know, we are an EWTN radio affiliate, and our foundress of EWTN, uh, Mother Angelica, um, she herself, you know, was a sister, a you know, a a nun of the. Um, you know, perpetual, you know, uh, mm-hmm. perpetual adoration, the poor Claire's of perpetual adoration, uh, you know, is there, was the, um, or is the religious community. And again, their charism mm-hmm. was to be in the presence of the Lord in the Eucharist and, and continually pray, uh, you know, for, for all of us. Right. And, uh, you know, how beautiful is that? Uh, again, I can't, you know, stress enough, um, you know, the importance of, you know, being, you know, encouraging, promoting, taking part in, in an event like this because uh, it, it is really beautiful. And uh, what a great day uh, to, to do so. It's not that hot outside yet. We're still in the, you know, mid 80s. It's been comfortable. Yeah, yeah it's been it's nice. Been yeah. So, I mean, we're not, you know, at 100 plus degrees just yet. So get out there. Enjoy the outdoors. Uh, enjoy the walk. Uh, enjoy being surrounded by other faith-filled Catholics who want to, uh, you know, give witness to their love for Jesus in the Eucharist. And I assure you, when you start surrounding yourself with those who are like-minded, those who share the same values and the same faith uh, that, that you do, uh, you can't help but to grow in your faith. I mean, we're all called to help each other get to heaven. Uh, and, and that's one thing I think I've learned too, is that, you know, as you mature in, in, in the faith, as you mature uh, and such, I mean, you, you change habits, you change the people that maybe are, are, are weighing you down, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so again, surround yourself with some good, holy people, those who are striving for holiness. Um, and I think it, it's just going to be a wonderful time to enjoy. Uh, I know that you had a, a, a thought and a reflection that you wanted to share, um, you know, Bill, uh, you you want to go ahead and uh, share that with us before we run out of time? Yes, yes. Um, I wanted to say one thing. People often say that I wish I could have walked or seen Jesus 2,000 years ago yeah. in the Holy Land. I wish I could have touched his cloak. Yet today in this procession, we have Jesus fully present, the risen, glorious Jesus Christ. 
and we can receive him into our bodies at mass and in this procession we can walk joyfully with him and sing songs of praise. But I wanted to close with a uh, quote of Pope Francis for us to keep in mind from one of his homilies. We know that Jesus alone is the bread of life. The Father has given him to us. There is only one living and true bread, the one who was born in Bethlehem, grew up in Nazareth, died on Calvary, and arose the next Sunday. Jesus Christ, our Lord. And we want to take responsibility for that bread. For while it is a gift from God, it is a task for us. The Lord is asking us to help share him out as bread. He wants to be close to people who need his presence by way of our hands. Jesus Christ, the bread of life, wants our assistance as he gives himself to be shared to be bred to sustain and unite us all around us. What a beautiful task Pope Francis has given us. And everyone's invited to come and give witness to this bread of life, to Jesus, the risen and glorious Jesus Christ, for all to see on June 11th. Everyone's invited, clergy, deacons, knights of all orders, Guadalupanas, religious, seminarians, first holy communicants, laity, friends, and families. We will not be complete without your presence. Amen. Wow. Uh, again, folks, if you're tuning in, great opportunity to uh, you know to witness to your faith in uh, our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the the, the Eucharist. Uh, for information, once again, I want to direct you to the Archdiocesan website. Visit archsa.org, or you can call Billy at two ten three nine one. Four three three six. Thank you so much, all of you, Mr. Thank Billy, Miss Catherine, Caesar. Thank you so much for for sharing with all of us and all our listeners. Uh, you know the the beauty of uh, you know what will be an awesome and momentous occasion uh, on Sunday. All right, God bless all Amen. of you, Thank and may uh, you know the Lord continue to bless the work of your hands. All right. Amen. Thank you, man. Thank you. God bless you and your family. You're quite welcome. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. You know, I'm super grateful that you've, uh, you know, you had the time to to spend with us. Uh, As I mentioned before, and I've uh, mentioned a couple different times, if you haven't joined the Facebook group page uh, just yet, you can go to Facebook, do a search for GRN South and Central TX uh, and and join the group there. Stay up to date on things going on within the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. That music means that we are done for the day, but Join us again next week, Monday at noon for another great episode of your live and local program in his vineyard. God bless all of you and keep us in your prayers. Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Uvalde is inviting all men to their men's conference on Saturday, June 17th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the Sacred Heart Parish Hall. Tickets are $60 and this includes lunch. Featured speakers include EWTN's Dr. Ray Gurendi, Jason Jones of the Vulnerable People Project, Deacon David Evans, and the Eagle Pass Men's Choir. To sign up or for more information, contact Deacon Ken Berkson at 830-279-9447. The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to take this time to thank Lado and Ana Perez for their generous support and sponsorship of KJMA 89.7 FM here in San Antonio. Your generosity helps make radio for your soul available across our airwaves in South and Central Texas. Thank you, Lado and Ana, for your participation in our mission of evangelization through the power of radio. May God continue to abundantly bless you.
Guadalupe Radio Network has an opening in San Antonio for the South and Central Texas General Manager position. This is a great opportunity to join an apostolate committed to the highest level of professionalism, competence, ethics, and Catholic values. We are dedicated to spreading the knowledge, love, and practice of the Catholic faith through the power of radio. Are you an active, faithful Catholic? Consider a career with the Guadalupe Radio Network. You can find more information about this full-time employment opportunity by visiting our website, grnonline.com, and click on Careers or email your resume to careers at grnonline.com. The GRN offers a competitive salary and benefits package. If you're interested, please submit a cover letter along with your resume stating why you would like to work for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. This is an EWTN 